Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. Today, we are talking human design. So if you listen to the last episode, I was talking about how I am incorporating human design into the way that I support people. And I am so excited to be sharing more about it on the show. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I've already posted some information on this topic. There's already some information on my website, but I really wanted to dive deeper into the five energy types. So this is kind of like step one of understanding what your human design is. And I know I haven't fully gone into what exactly human design is and kind of given you the backstory to that. I'm going to cover that in my next solo episode, but I kind of wanted to give you guys a taste of sharing some of the like mechanics of the types and part of what your design actually looks like. So you can basically start to relate to it. And then I feel like you'll probably care a lot more about the why. (laughs) But at first, I know I wasn't so concerned about the why. I more just wanted to know, like, tell me about myself. Like, what do all these things mean? When you generate your chart, it's super confusing. I mean, there's so much happening. There's so much information on there, really no explanation of how to interpret it. And that is where I come in. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of information on my Instagram at the.detox.diaries and of course here on the show. So If you don't know what your human design type is, definitely make sure that you pull your chart. I will link to where you can pull your chart for free um, in the show notes. So if you don't have that already, definitely go and do that. And you will need your birth time for this. If you aren't sure of your birth time and you're really curious to start digging in, as a first kind of step, you can just pop in some different times throughout the day. So, you know, early in the morning, midday and end of the day on your birthday, or maybe, you know, your parents have some memory of it was in the morning or whatever, kind of work with that pop in a few different times. It is very possible that your type may not shift within the like time frame that you have, even if it's an entire day. That said, it can change multiple times in a day also, because there are so many different factors, which again, we'll get into in another episode. But if you are curious to just get, try and guess at it, I would say definitely pop in some different times and see if it doesn't change. And then you can pretty safely assume that you are whatever type comes up. So there are five energy types. Each of us are only one. And I just also want to start by saying that there is so much more to you than your energy type. Obviously there are only five, (laughs) so it's a pretty big generalization, Um, but what this kind of covers is it is the way that your, the way that your energy works, the way you interact with others to a certain extent, the aura and the energy that you give off. That's kind of like this, it's energetic. So it's, it's unspoken, it's unseen. It's just like a felt kind of thing that maybe you're not even truly aware of. It is also really ties to the energy levels that you experience and what it kind of helps you to understand is 
in this like harmonious understanding of how we're all supposed to interact with each other in this life, kind of the general um, thing that you offer as each of these types. And the other thing that is really, really helpful that you understand when you understand your type is your strategy. And what your strategy is, is it is the way for you to move about your life for the least amount of resistance and the most amount of alignment. So now this kind of all just sounds like super fluffy, but once we get into the information more, it will start to make more sense. So definitely if you don't know your type right now, pause this, go to the link that I'm going to share in the show notes, pull your information. And I would also say, once you get that information, I still listen through to all the types because I think one of the most interesting parts of human design is the understanding that everybody is so different. And sometimes, you know, when I'm in sessions with people and I'm telling them all the information about themselves, and then I'll, you know, partway through it kind of be like, just so you know, like this mixture of traits I haven't spoken to anybody yet that has this. I'm not sitting around saying this to everybody that I talk to. And they're like, wait, really? It's like they so identify with the information, but they're also half kind of assuming that everybody operates the same way they do. And that is really the beauty of human design is it is the understanding of how we're all different, how we're all so unique. And yes, when you hear these things, they can really resonate and feel so spot on for you. But when you hear about the other people, you're like, wow, I never really thought about like how I am different from other people in this way. And maybe I'm, you know, being hard on other people for being this way, or maybe I'm being hard on myself. So it can be so, so helpful also to understand the types of the people in your life. And even if you don't know what their type is, just having an understanding that there are other people in the world that are different than you and have these different traits. So just kind of understanding another kind of groundwork thing that I want to say about human design is that nothing is inherently bad or good. Nothing is, you know, sometimes I feel like people are maybe a little disempowered when they hear about their type or they don't want to have these characteristics, but it's all about living in the highest expression of what these traits are. And that allows you to have everything that you want to be the best that you can be and who you're meant to be in this lifetime. Because to get a little woo-woo here, I mean, your soul literally basically makes you like a, they make like a video game character. <laughs> They're, you know, picking all of your traits and your inherent gifts and the way that you move about in the world and the way that you, your strategy for living without resistance. And they are choosing your type. So nothing is an accident. And when you think about the things that you want in your life, you know, for some people, for example, we'll get into it, but you know, one of the things with projectors is they have less energy than the other types. And they're really only supposed to be working in a like output type of way, like two to four hours a day. And sometimes when people hear this, they can feel like it's really disempowering. They have all these big dreams. They want to be doing all of these things. And how could you possibly do that in two to four hours a day? But when you really start to understand your design, you see that actually you are, you see things in a different way than everybody else sees them. You are, can be so much more efficient and so much more productive. And that those few hours a day is what truly feels like work to you. You know, if, if for example, you are a coach and spending time coaching people doesn't feel like work at all. It's like, you could just go right from one to the next and they just like light you up and, and there's no real energy expended, then that doesn't count towards your two to four hours. So there's just, it goes so deep. And so I encourage you to not kind of jump to, oh, well, I wish I was that type, or I don't love this about, you know, what my type is. Everything is for your benefit. 
it was intentionally chosen so that you could have everything that you want in this life. You know, your desires when they are coming from an authentic place, not from like an egoic place or uh, my parents really want me to do this or society tells me I should do this. But if it's really coming from you deep down, then your design is perfectly made for you to be able to pursue that and be successful in that. So that's enough blabbing, but that's kind of just to give you the overall concept. And then I do want to just give kind of a broad overview of the five types, just a super like one liner. So you can kind of get a sense of how it all works together and then we'll dive deeper. And I also kind of envision in the future doing episodes where I dive even deeper into each of the types, like an episode devoted to each one. But again, because they all, they go so deep, <laughs> but I just want to share enough information that you, you can really understand your type, start to connect it to maybe the way you're operating things that you can implement in your life. I'll give you some tools so that you can start using your strategy. And that's the other thing about human design is again, there are so many layers, but really the most important things for you to understand and will help you to live in alignment is understanding your strategy, which we're going to talk about today. And then your authority, which is all about how you make important decisions. So I'll be doing a separate episode on that, but just understanding that you can kind of like figure all the rest out just by living with your strategy and authority. But obviously it's also really cool to understand your purpose in life and your gifts and, you know, all of the the way your different energy works through your energy centers and all these things that we'll talk about in future episodes. So now let me just get into generally what are the five types called and kind of what is their, their uh, kind of purpose in the dynamic of, of this human experience that we have. So the first type are manifestors. They are here to initiate and they create things for people to work on. They have this really impactful getting things started kind of energy. And they are 9% of the population, roughly. Then there are generators and manifesting generators, and they are here to do things that light them up and to build things into reality because they have all of this sacral energy, which we will get into, that gives them this consistent energy to really get things done and create things into being. And together, they make up 70% of the population. It's roughly 37% generators and 33% manifesting generators. And a manifesting generator it has... They, they get lumped in in the generator world because there are more similarities there, but they are a hybrid of the generator and the manifester. So they also have these manifesting traits, which again, we will get into. And also, I just want to make clear, when we are talking manifestors, it's not the same as someone who can manifest. We all can manifest. Any type can manifest. We can talk about that in future episodes. There are certain parts of your chart that indicate how best you can manifest and all kinds of cool things like that. But just wanted to clear up any confusion about that. If anyone was thinking only that 9% can manifest things like that's not true. It's just semantics. <laughs> then there are projectors. So projectors are here to guide others on how to best use their energy. And I had used them as an example earlier. They aren't energy beings. They don't have this consistent source of energy. That's why they can only really be doing like two to four hours of output a day in order to be best working with their energy. But that's because what they're here to do is really guide others on how to best use their energy. And again, we'll get into what that looks like. And they are 20% of the population. 
And then finally, there are reflectors. And they are here to reflect back how everyone is doing their part and if everything is really working in harmony. And they're only 1% of the population. They are obviously extremely rare and we will get into, you know, how their energy works. It's very interesting. So we will just get right into it. I'm going to start with manifestors and we're going to be talking with each type firstly about their aura. So basically your aura is it's again this this energetic thing it's that something something that people can feel from you without you ever opening your mouth without even like your body language it's just like when you enter a room like they are experiencing your aura whether they realize it or not and that's the thing that i think is really interesting to understand about all of this cuz you might be like oh i don't really see that in myself or maybe i know someone else who is a manifester it can feel a little hard to wrap our heads around because it's not necessarily a conscious thing, but it is there energetically. And again, when we, another thing that I want to mention too about human design is basically it's kind of been talked about as being an experiment. So it's not like a religion and you have to just blindly follow it. It's more like this is information. Again, I'll get into how it was synthesized and all of that kind of interesting information in a future episode, but it's kind of like, take what you find to be helpful, implement it in your life and see how it goes. And I think that is really empowering because sometimes with these kind of, these kinds of modalities that like give us, put us, it can feel like it's putting us in a box. Like you're a type, you're one of five, you know, astrology, you're this sign, Enneagram, you're this number. And we can kind of feel like boxed in by those things. And that's definitely not at all what really anything we should feel that way about, but definitely human design. So if anything that I'm sharing just feels like super disempowering and you hate it, then put it down and and take a break from it. But really understanding that, like, how can you use these, this kind of information, experiment with it, see how you feel about it and, and kind of prove it to yourself if you're having an understanding of it. And, and everyone that I've shared this with or talked to about it, I mean, it truly is life-changing So I really recommend just, you know, even if it feels a little scary, just dipping your toe in. So again, back to manifestors. So the aura that manifestors have is a very powerful aura. They have a very big presence and it's very impactful and inspirational. And the, you know, people around them are, again, really impacted by their energy, by the things that they do, by the things that they say. But in addition to that, their aura is also very closed and protective. So the reason for this is because it prevents you from being wrapped up in what other people think, what other people need from you, because your energy is all about creating things. It is this initiating energy, as I mentioned in the beginning. And it's all about you kind of getting things started, like lighting the flames, all of that kind of thing. And so you're going to be feeling these urges of things to do, you know, ideas to pursue or like things just kind of come to you in this like natural urge way that they kind of feel like they're coming out of nowhere. And it's like this calling for you to do these various things. So if you were, you know, having an aura that was more open, you may be feeling what other people need from you, feeling what other people are thinking about you. And that would make it a lot harder to follow on your urges. So that is the reason why you have this closed aura because you're meant to not get wrapped up in the other people around you or what they need from you, but instead really kind of focus on what's coming from you internally and moving towards those things. So 
with that, your uh, your strategy to go along with this is to inform. So if you pull your chart, you'll see it says, you know, your type is a manifester. Your strategy is to inform. And the reason for this is because people can't, because you have this closed and protective aura, people feel like they can't like read you. Like they don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what your next move is going to be. And in addition to that, you are very impactful. So the things that you do, the things that you think, the way that you move about the world has an impact on the people around you. So that's why it's really important for you to be informing and talking and expressing the things that are going on with you to the people in your life so that they know what to anticipate. Otherwise, you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. And this can feel really uncomfortable for a manifester because, again, you you have the, all these internal urges and you have this protective wall. And part of that is feeling like this need for freedom and not wanting to feel like people are controlling you or like a little bit feeling scared that if you let people in, if you tell them things, they're going to have an opinion and then you're going to have to deal with that opinion and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it can feel really unnatural for you to be informing or saying things out loud and using your voice, but it's so, so important to do this. And where this comes from that I, I think is interesting, it's kind of a human de design nerd, is that when you're looking at your chart, you see that there's, it's called your body graph. So it's like the, the chakras basically throughout your body. And your throat chakra is connected somewhere to a motor center. So motor centers in our chart would be our ego center, our solar plexus, or our root. And then our sacral is also a motor center. But if you had your sacral connected, then that would make you a manifesting generator. So as a manifester, you wouldn't have your sacral defined. And again, this probably just sounds like blabbering <laughs> to a certain extent, but if you are more aware of human design, just want to share this information because I do think it's interesting to kind of piece it all together and we will explain it further in future episodes. But basically, because you have this motor center that acts, you know, like a motor, it gives you energy connected to your throat it's all this energy towards your throat to be expressed. Our throat is a manifestation center. It's how we bring things into reality. It's how we connect our internal world to our external world. So it's really important, especially for manifestors to use our voice. And this is also really important when, you know, we think about obviously the people in our lives and it's really important to be informing before you take action. This is another thing that can be really hard for manifestors because it's really natural for them to feel like, what if somebody steals my idea? I haven't thought it all the way through. What if somebody judges it? Like, what if I change my mind? But the truth is that, again, when you are using your strategy, which here is to inform, that is when everything just, it's like life just figures it all out for you. And something that's really important for this when it comes to manifestors is that they don't have a consistent energy source. So yes, they do have their throat connected to a motor. So that does mean they have some energy that is somewhat consistent for them. But the sacral center in our chakras body graph chart is what provides that consistent energy to get things done. And this is what makes someone a generator or a manifesting generator. If you have a defined sacral, then that means you are one of those two types. So all of the other types do not have a defined sacral and therefore they don't have this consistent energy. So manifestors, you know, they're coming up with things all the time. They're bringing things into life. They're initiating, but they don't necessarily have the energy to see everything through to completion and they're not meant to. So understanding that when you use your voice, when you inform, 
that is when, again, it's like the universe can conspire. And it's kind of like, oh, you mentioned that you had this idea for, I don't know, some kind of business. And it's like, well, I could never do it on my own. And I really need a copywriter. And then it just so happened that you said it to your sister and your sister's like, no way. I have a friend that's looking to freelance and copywriting. And it's like, everything just falls into place because you said it out loud instead of trying to keep it inside. And then if you had kept it inside and started doing things on your own, you would have met all kinds of resistance because you wouldn't have had the energy to follow through. People in your life would have felt alienated because they wouldn't have understood what was going on with you. And that is how you end up meeting resistance rather than having things kind of naturally fall into place, which is what your strategy does for you. So when we're talking about informing, this is informing about anything and everything. So I would say if you are a manifester and you want to experiment, starting with just literally saying whatever is coming to your head. So, you know, it, it could just be like, maybe you're someone who, if you were running out to the store, you would kind of just like run out and not tell your roommate kind of thing. Instead, it's like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to run to the store. I'll be back later. You're not asking for their permission. You're not even asking them if they want to come. Nothing like that. You're just saying, I'm going to be doing this. And they're going to be like, okay, great. And that it sounds really small and simple, but the more that you're sharing those things, everything is going to start feeling easier for you. Even though, again, it might feel scary because sometimes you might share something that maybe you aren't sure how people are going to react to, or again, you might think that they're going to take it from you or whatever it may be. And even if you're kind of like, I don't really know what I want to inform about or share about, even saying that, if it's kind of just like, oh, like, I know I should be telling you what's going on with me, but like, I don't even know what's going on with me these days. Things like that, it just helps to bring, again, bring the universe onto your side and helping you to conspire to do things. And, and you know, you're informing the people in your life, but also informing the universe. So talking about manifestation in general, you know, I kind of think about the concept that like the universe can't read your mind either. And if you're a manifester and you're journaling a ton, that's amazing. But saying things out loud, using your voice, it is your like biggest tool is your voice. So really saying things out loud, speaking them into reality is really huge. So another thing to be aware of with manifestors is lots of times. So when it comes to human design, our soul chose this blueprint. But we come into this world with all of these societal norms and structures and all of these things that condition us. And they often condition us away from being the true selves that we are meant to be. And it's just natural that there is some form of conditioning in our lives. And, you know, this again is something we'll get into in a big way in future episodes. But to begin this process of quote unquote like deconditioning is to understand your true design because it gives you this ability to be like, okay. This is what I actually am deep down. And all these extra things are this conditioning that I've taken on that's not really part of me. And that being said, some of it might be stuff that you like <laughs> and that is good for you. So it's not to say that like throw out everything that you learned that's like not a part of your human design, but just start to be kind of like, huh, you know, I as a manifester was taught that I should be seen and not heard, that I should be, you know, keeping my mouth shut and putting my head down and getting work done. Uh, no one should be <laughs> conditioned to feel that way. None of us are supposed to operate that way in the world, but certainly not a manifester. So 
being able to see like, wow, my whole life, this has been kind of ingrained in me and and manifestors, you know, a lot of their energy is about this, you know, this freedom, this getting things started, this doing things on their own terms. So sometimes our natural way that we are brought up is kind of like telling us not to do that a little bit, to sit at a desk all day and to listen to what your teacher says and follow the rules and all of these kinds of things. And lots of times what that kind of creates in a manifester is either this really like rebellious type of energy where you so desperately want your freedom that you're like, you know, on the extreme side of being rebellious just for the sake of it kind of thing and not even really being true to yourself in that way. Or it can default into this really people-pleasing way of being where you're just kind of like abandoning yourself and kind of just being what other people want you to be. So those are lots of times like how conditioning can manifest in a manifester because sometimes it is hard, you know, when we've been told all our lives that there's nothing special about us or, you know, whatever those things may be. And then you find out you're one of the 9% and you're here with this big impactful aura to get things, you know, bring things into this world. It might sound like, wow, me. (laughs) And you're kind of shocked, but really just letting that sink in and understanding that so much of, you know, understanding our human design is understanding that conditioning can play a really big part in how much we connect to it at first. And another thing that can kind of maybe make it easier (laughs) to identify that it's true to you is there is this, um, there's terms called our not self theme and our self theme. So basically our not self theme is the way we feel when we are out of alignment. And that doesn't mean that that has to be like, you're so far out of alignment, you're never going to get back. Or it's this whole huge thing. It's like, you can be mostly living in alignment, but it's just like this little, like, you know, red light. That's like, okay, take a step back, see what's going on when you're experiencing this feeling. And for every type, it is different. So for manifestors, it's anger. So if you find that that is the feeling that comes up in you, when things kind of, it's kind of this anger feeling of, again, like we were talking about, like people are going to steal my idea or like everybody's out to get me like that kind of like angry feeling, like angry at the world kind of feeling that can be, uh, it's a, it's a signpost of course, that you are not in alignment in that moment. And it also can be kind of a way that I think some people who are manifestors and they are like, wow, I'm not really relating to these things. It just sounds like they're so deep in the people pleasing part that they can't believe that this would be them. Um, sometimes hearing that anger piece is like really resonates and kind of starts to, to have it all feel a bit more real. Um, in addition to that, the self theme is peace. So basically it's like the way that you know that you're in alignment and you're feeling really good is you just feel this sense of peace. It's this sense of, you know, just being able to do your own thing and not feeling not feeling, um, not feeling angry, obviously. And yeah, just feeling like everything is calm and the way it should be. And that you can kind of operate peacefully in the way that you would like to operate. So the other thing that I just want to mention too, because we talked about energy a little bit is like being understanding that your energy is not consistent. So you're going to be driven by these urges. These ideas are going to come to you and you might work in like really specific waves. Like, you know, you're working like crazy hours for like two weeks on this project. That's like crazy lighting you up and you're so excited. And then you're like, have to take a week off 
or, you know, maybe you generally just know that you can work long hours, but you can only work like three days a week, like kind of starting to get in tune with like actually what feels natural to you, because really the nine to five, five days a week thing is not something that a manifestor is generally feeling really healthy in. So that is something to be aware of too, kind of getting a sense of like, how does your energy work and trying to lean into that as much as you can. And I know for a lot of us who are in nine to five jobs, five days a week, it's like, all right, well, that sounds nice, but like, how could I ever do that? But really the first step for everything is just being aware, like tuning into how your body feels. If you're really like, I really don't have it in me to work today, but you really don't have a choice and you have to do it. Just being aware of how often that happens how often you are feeling energized. Like awareness is always our first step to everything. And then kind of once you tune into it, like can you change your schedule around a little bit in any way? Can you really maximize those days when you have a lot of energy and get stuff done ahead of time so that you can kind of phone it in on the days when you're not really feeling it? So, you know, really understanding what, checking in with your energy levels and really listening to your body. So manifestors. To wrap up, the big thing to take away here is that you are here to initiate things. You have this impactful energy and your strategy is to inform. So you want to say it all, (laughs) say what you're doing, say what you're thinking, tell the people in your life that will be impacted by these things and also speak to the universe because that is how everything kind of starts falling into place for you. Next up are generators. So generators are, again, as I mentioned, this is a more significant part of the population. This is 37%. And their aura is open and enveloping. So you have this really warm and welcoming and and open presence so you can connect to others really easily. So, you know, again, this is the difference between a manifester with this closed aura. It's the opposite in a generator. They're really open. So they can connect really easily and they also can really feel what other people need from them. And because a generator has this defined sacral center, they have energy to pour into things. So as I mentioned previously, you know, as we're talking about the um, energy centers in our chart, it's like the chakra system. And if you have a defined sacral, that means you're either a generator or a manifesting generator. And that means that you have consistent energy to get things done. And like I said in the beginning, generators and manifesting generators are here to build things. They're here to create things. They have this energy to like make things a reality. So like if you think about it in terms of relationships to things, maybe a manifester has come up with this like brand new idea and then the generator is going to really build it into reality with their consistent energy. So what can happen a lot of times is because they have this consistent energy and because of conditioning, they're often doing things that don't light them up. So whether that may be working in a nine to five job that they don't really like, but it's kind of this feeling of, well, I just need to get, keep my head down and and get things done. And this is even something that's kind of conditioning in the human design world. It's kind of like, oh, the generators are just here to do stuff. You're not here to just do anything. You're here to do the things that truly light you up. You're not just here to be the worker bee. That's like getting everything done for everybody else. It's really about the energy that you give off when you are doing things that you love. And when, you know, as a generator, that sacral is turned on and you are like really just feeling so lit up, you provide energy to all of the beings around you that don't have that sacral energy. And they can actually take that in and be energized it too. So 
it's also a beautiful thing to know that as a generator, you are like lighting up the energy of everybody around you. And this is not by just saying yes to things because you should. This is by actually doing things that light you up. So a lot of conditioning for generators may be that it's kind of selfish to think that you can just do the things that you want to do and that you have all this energy, you should help other people. But really understanding how important it is to truly be selective about how you use your energy, even though you have a lot of it. And the way that you can be really onto yourself of the way you want to use your energy is using your strategy. So the strategy for a generator is to respond. And basically what this means is it's the response that our sacral or basically it's like our gut has to what is physically in front of us. And that tells us if we want to pour our energy into that thing or if we don't. And the tip that I love for this, because so many things in human design, and I feel like this especially, but I mean, we'll get into so much stuff, is that our mind is we have way too much reliance on our mind for things that our mind is actually not supposed to be doing for us. Our mind is not supposed to tell us how to move about the world. Our mind is supposed to essentially just observe how we're doing it, to learn things from it, to learn information. It's not here to be like, this is the decision you should make. This is the next step you should take. But we're all so conditioned to be living in our mind, but our mind's not connected to the universe. It's not connected to our soul. It's not connected to our purpose, our path, any of those things. And when we instead listen to the things that human design tells us, like our strategy and our authority, that is when we're connected to all those things. That's when, you know, all the synchronicities happen and everything just falls into place naturally. Our mind doesn't get us there. So as someone personally, <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. So I also have the same strategy. I live in my mind a lot. And this is something that I'm really working on and human design has been really helpful but my favorite tip for people who are like, I don't know how to listen to my gut, like uh, my brain turns on right away, is to allow yourself to make these sacral sounds. So like, for example, if like somebody asks you what you want for dinner and you're like, do you want pizza for dinner? And you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, no, I mean, I love pizza. Sure. Let's get pizza. And like, I think we can all identify with a time that we've like literally maybe not made the block sound, but like in your head, you've done that. But then right away, your brain's like, no, but I like that. Or no, but it's, you know, that pizza's not healthy, but maybe they're like, do you want to get the salad or whatever it may be? So, you know, instead of listening to what your brain says immediately after, when you let your body make that sacral sound, you're in tune with what your body's actually wanting. So let yourself be like, blah, or like, ooh, or like, you know, and tune into what those things are. And obviously, as we make those sounds, it's pretty clear <laughs> what is yes and what is no. And then that's your body's way of saying, yes, I have the energy to pour into this. And with that said, and another thing, just if you're feeling nothing, that can it can just be that you maybe you're having a hard time connecting. But honestly, as someone who has a really hard time with this, I found the sacral sounds to be really helpful. And everyone I've spoken to about it has too. But if you're just kind of feeling like whatever, it's probably a no for now. And that's fine because that sacral response is in the moment. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean you don't like pizza anymore because you didn't want pizza tonight. You might want pizza tomorrow. So, you know, understanding that things can be a no for now and then that's fine too. So 
you know, when it comes to this, it can sound like, okay, well, I'm never going to be like, Ooh, about like doing laundry or, you know, my job that I don't really like so much. And it's really important though, to, again, like I mentioned with some of the things with the manifester is to just start building some awareness, you know, in a perfect world, we could be using our strategy all the time and just doing whatever feels our soul is pulling us towards. But unfortunately, right out of the gate, that's not really the way that life operates. But once you start building that awareness, then you can start to shift things in a way where you can be saying yes to the things that you want to do more and saying no to the things that you don't want to do. And a big part of being able to do this is being present. Because again, the strategy is to respond. So that means we have to be present in what's happening in the moment. We're responding to things in the moment. But as a generator, sometimes we can get, you know, a little bit ahead in our minds. But instead, it's really important to just be in the now as present as possible. So we can be like, what is in front of me that I can respond to? And that really being what kind of leads you from one thing to the next. So Sometimes it can be a little disempowering people like, oh, I have to wait for something to respond to. There's literally always something to respond to. You don't, you know, it's like, oh, I feel like listening to a podcast. You're scrolling through the what picking the one you want is a response. Hearing what you hear on the podcast gives you an idea for something. You're responding to that idea. Like we're literally, there's constantly things for us to be responding to. And as a generator, you are a magnet. So you are just naturally inviting things in for you to respond to, because again, your soul chose this as your way to move about the world. So it wouldn't tell you to respond to things and then be like, but I'm not going to send you anything to respond to. Like it all works together. So not to look at any of these things as disempowering, but to really just understand, I just need to be really present and tune into my gut response to kind of everything that I'm moving towards and just try to take your mind out of it. And you know, again, those sacral sounds, I would just say is a really huge thing and just being aware. Okay. Cause again, obviously, you know, when you, it can be really helpful to be like, make a list of everything in a day that you're doing and how your sacral response is responding to it. It's a really good starting point to be like, wow, there are this many places in my day where I'm just not really feeling like I want to pour my energy into this. And how can you start to shift things in your life to make it a little bit more in the sense that you can be pouring into the things that you want and what can you kind of let fall away or devote less time to. So this way you can be using your energy in the way that you want to, and that just makes you more and more magnetic. And again, all of these things, like I just responded every, it's not all or nothing, like everything I've said on the show forever, you know, taking it one step at a time and picking, you know, picking little things to transition and not feeling like you need to like change your whole life overnight to be feeling magnetic. And speaking of that, that is a really big thing for generators too, is that they have this energy that's very like, kind of like dialed in and focused and they can do specific things like step-by-step. Step. They can master really specific skills. Um, like for example, I can think of my friend that helped me do the redo like my marketing and everything for adding human design into my offerings. And she's just so like, so focused and so like marketing is so her thing. And it's just like, I can see her generatorness <laughs> like working in the way that she like really supported me through all of this. And then my manifesting generatorness being kind of all over the place, which we will get to. So that's a very generator thing to be kind of focused, specific and like mastering specific things. And when it comes to our 
the generator self-theme and the non-self-theme, the not-self-theme is to feel frustrated. So that's, you know, your little red flag that you're a little bit out of alignment. So this can happen when you're kind of future tripping, you're trying to over plan, you're trying to force things, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to act like a manifester or you're, you know, all these steps ahead and you're not like focused on what is in front of you and what is happening right now, because that's what we need to do to be responsive. So really making sure that you are staying stuck in that present moment. And then the other part of feeling frustrated can kind of just be this like drained and trapped energy. And that also is how you know that you're really just putting too much of your energy into something that's not truly lighting you up. But when you are in alignment, your self-theme is satisfaction. So this is when you've used your energy doing things that you love. You are, you know, leaving some, you're, you're making space for for things that you love. You're, you're not pouring all of your energy into things that are just not, not what really makes you happy. And, and also this is something that resonates so much for me too, is just, again, this idea of like us being the the generators and the manifesting generators being the worker bees. It's so much fun for us, so much, so important for us to have fun and to do things, not just for the point of being productive. So, you know, having that be something that you're thinking of as well. So, yeah, so that's really the gist of being a generator. So again, it's, you have this, the sacral energy that keeps you really consistent. You want to be listening to those sacral sounds because they are telling you how you're responding to things in the present moment. And that is your strategy. And you are this magnet who is just drawing things in for you so that you can just respond to them with your sacral and continue to move through life without planning ahead with your mind, just being there in the moment as much as you possibly can. Then there is the manifesting generator. So this is what I am. Uh, This is, as I mentioned, is like 33% of the population. And this is this hybrid of a manifester and a generator. And if you, you can be kind of more, have more energy of one or the other, if your throat center is connected directly to your um, sacral, I believe the channel is 3420, uh, with your gates, then that means you have more of that manifesting energy because your throat is connected right to your sacral. But either way, we're always like this blend of the two. So it doesn't super matter, but sometimes it can just feel really interesting. So the main thing about a manifesting generator is, you know, we have that defined sacral. So we have this consistent energy. This is the energy type actually that has the most energy because it's like this, this manifesting energy and this generator energy. So it's a lot. We are multi-passionate. We're trailblazers. We're here to inspire and to use our energy in really diverse ways, but still the same as a generator as doing the things that we love. So it's this, we have the same aura as a generator, open, enveloping, but we also have a little bit of that impactful energy coming from the manifesting side of things. So the main difference in the way that our energy operates from a generator is we have this, we move a little bit faster and we can seem like we're kind of all over the place because we are, like I mentioned, multi-passionate. So there's like a lot of different things happening for us where I said like a generator is kind of more focused. They're really mastering a specific skill. Like a manifesting generator can almost feel like they're like this master of none then they're just like a jack of all trades. And and that is can sometimes be make us feel like that's not a good thing, but that's actually how we are meant to be. And we're meant to kind of do things in different ways, like create things that are different and unique by combining these different kinds of 
interests that we have. So like, for example, everything that I've done recently, you know, combining the health coaching and supporting people with detoxing their bodies and their minds to this whole deconditioning and human design piece. And like, who knows what can come in the years ahead? Like that's the manifesting generator part of me. Like I have my hands in a lot of different things and I want to kind of meld them into one so I can help people in all these different ways, but how it could look for somebody else might be you, you know, work nine to five in, you know, accounting because you really love numbers and you are like lit up by that. But then you also like love to play the the guitar and you ski or whatever it may be. Obviously any type can have multiple interests, but the manifesting generator just has this real like bouncing around from thing to thing and like combining all of these things that are really important to kind of shape who they are. So the thing that's also interesting about manifesting generators and makes them a little bit different from a generator is again, they are a little bit quicker. They're bouncing from thing to thing and they kind of, rather than being like methodical and step-by-step like a generator is, they're a bit more like how, like what are the shortcuts? How can I make this more efficient? Kind of finding ways to get things done faster so they can bounce kind of to the next thing. So that's another thing that's very common for a manifesting generator. And, you know, it's other than that, it's pretty similar again to what we were talking about with the generators, the same thing with the strategy being to respond. So you're listening to your stakeholder responses. You are letting your, your mouth just say like, Ooh, or, or whatever it is. And you're responding to what's happening. But you're also including that bit of informing from being a manifester because, again, you are impactful. So you do want to be sharing what you're doing, sharing what you're thinking, how you're feeling like a manifester would. So you're kind of like combining those two strategies so that you can be living really in the most alignment. And, you know, it's true with the generator too, but really with a manifesting generator, because we bounce around and we move so quickly, we can really easily... um, get ahead of ourselves and be 20 steps ahead and be over planning and be so in our heads and be like just moving so fast that we're forgetting to be present in the moment. And I know this is something that I super can relate to. And that is when we really end up getting again in our not self theme, which is that feeling of frustration. And I just realized, I don't know if I said what the self theme is. So it would be, again, it's the same for the generator and the manifesting generator. It is satisfaction. So it's just that feeling of like, you know, I think of it as being like a, a, like a day where you're like, I did so many things that I loved. I'm like pooped and I'm just, you know, ready to chill because I just feel like I got so much out of today. I'm so like satisfied with, with, you know, my life, with what I've done with the things around me. So like, that's kind of how I take that. So that would be the self theme for both the generator and the manifesting generator. But again, the manifesting generator also does have those inklings of, manifesting energy. So they might be experiencing some of that anger if they are, um, if they are out of alignment and then peace is another thing that they will be looking for when they are in alignment. So again, it's just really here slowing down. (laughs) Chances are that if you are feeling frustrated or feeling angry as a manifesting generator, you just need to slow down and dial into what's happening in the moment and let your stakeholder responses guide you. So again, big takeaway here is responding and secondary to that is informing what's going on. And that's kind of your double strategy to be moving through life as as in alignment as possible. Then we have our projectors. So their aura is penetrating and focused. 
So basically what this means is their aura almost like goes into other auras. They can really see other people. They can see them really clearly and they're here to guide. So basically because they can see other people so clearly, they can really see how to help them. They can really see how to allow them to step into their authenticity, be more like truly healthy, be more themselves, be, you know, step into the highest version of themselves. They're meant to just be this natural guide. And this applies to them being able to see into other people, but also just they can see other things differently than other people. So I like the analogy of kind of, they're almost like this bird who's like above the riffraff and can kind of like see from a different perspective, like what needs to be adjusted for things to be as efficient as possible and how they can guide us to be working in alignment as much as possible. So as a projector, you don't have a defined sacral. So that means that you are not an energy type. So you don't have consistent energy. So rest is really, really important. And it's really important to remember as a projector that you are not here. You Like your value, what you're meant to give in this lifetime is not about doing, it's about guiding. It's about what you can see. It's about your you know wisdom, not your time or your energy. So again, like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I think when projectors find out that they're projectors, it can be a little bit disempowering because they're like, wait, so I don't have consistent energy. I can only work two to four hours a day. Like how would I have like, what? (laughs) How is that a real thing? Like, how could I ever, I have all these dreams. I have all these ideas. Like, how could I ever get them done that way? But really it's understanding, first of all, that those two to four hours a day of output That doesn't mean you're just doing two to four hours a day of anything of productive, like quote unquote value. And then you're like reading magazines or watching reality TV for all the other hours. It's, you know, whatever feels like work to you. And that is something that's going to take time for you to dial into, but really just starting to be aware of, you know, I could, I could sit in meetings and tell people what to do all day long, but if I have to sit here and go through my emails, that's work. So, you know, starting to think about what that looks like for you. And just to be clear, something being work doesn't mean you don't like it. Like, for example, for me, I know I'm not a projector, but when I work with clients, I take, you know, you're on, it's a lot, you're, I'm giving so much energy. I'm so into it, even like recording this podcast, like it takes a lot of energy out of me. I would probably, if I was a projector, maybe count as towards my output energy, whereas other things maybe wouldn't. So it doesn't mean that I, I mean, these are my favorite parts of what I do, but so it's not necessarily correlated that work is the stuff you don't want to do. So I don't want you to be judging it that way because then you might be judging yourself for the way you're feeling about things. So those two things aren't necessarily correlated. So just for you to be aware of that. So really understanding how important resting also lots of projectors need more sleep than the other types and trying to really be onto yourself about how much work you're putting in. And again, if you are in a, you know, a nine to five job right now, and you're like, uh, there's no way I could only work two to four hours a day. Like I said, getting in tune with what are those things that really feel like work versus like you have no problem doing them and they don't drain you. And also understanding that you, because you can see things so clearly, you can create efficiencies and work so efficiently. So maybe you can do a task in two hours that it would take somebody else to do in six. 
So, you know, not necessarily thinking, just jumping to how this is all impossible. Again, maybe your nine to five job is not where your soul intended you to be, but you can still use your skills to your advantage in any situation if you can just be strategic and aware of what you're bringing to the table. So this is another thing that I think can sometimes feel really disempowering for a projector is when they find out what their strategy is because their strategy is waiting for the invitation. And this obviously sounds super passive and not empowering. So that's why it's so important for this to be described. So basically what this really means is your aura can see into the aura of others. Again, it's it's penetrating. So if you're not invited to see into them, they don't won't like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of, it's like a consent in a sense that you need to be invited, you need to be recognized first for your ability to see things, and then you need to be invited. So basically, if let's say, you know, your best friend is, you know, she's doing things with her life that you just know aren't good for her, you have so many ways that you would be guiding her, but she is not recognizing that she needs your help. And she is not asking for advice. If you tell her uninvited the way you feel about the decision she should make, she's not going to like that. And you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. And yes, that might be true for any type, but just the way the auras and everything works, it will be really repelling. And that is exactly like the terminology that's used in human design is that when you are, you're, you know, guiding without being invited to guide, it is repelling to the people around you. So me as a manifesting generator, I can kind of give people advice and maybe they don't love it, but they're not necessarily like repelled by my energy. But if a projector were to do that energetically, it's just super, super repelling. And they probably have better advice than me on some things because depending on what it is, they can really see things super clearly. So with that being said, So what do you do if you feel like you have all of these things to offer, but you're not being invited? So in your personal life, this may look like you're biting your tongue a lot, but understanding that in a work setting, for example, if you are like, if you're a projector and you've been hired to be someone's coach, that's like an open invitation for you to be honest. And, you know, in a work setting, it's kind of like, you kind of have to feel into the energetics of like, have I energetically been invited to share about this? So for example, like, let's say you work um, like for me. So I used to work in fashion and it would be an instance where it was like, we're talking about what we should be buying for the next season or something like that. And that was directly part of my job. Then yes, I, I have a constant invitation to be saying my thoughts on that. But let's say I am... I don't know, I'm in accounting or something and I just happen to be in a meeting about buying and I jump in and say something. That energetically maybe wouldn't really be right because no one's really asking for my opinion as the accountant on what we should be buying in fashion. If that kind of like paints the picture of how, and again, as a manifesting generator, that might've been fine. But if that's a projector jumping in and sharing that, it would just have this really repelling quality. So understanding that, and then again, you may still be feeling like, okay, but I'm always just waiting (laughs) for somebody to tell me that I'm basically allowed to be sharing my opinion. 
And what if I want to create my own business? What if I want to, you know, do any, and there's so many amazing projectors, like, you know, the, the people who I'm really learning a ton from about human design, De Luna, they're both projectors, Lacey Phillips, the manifesting, um, to be magnetic person that I talk about all the time. She's a projector. Like there are so many amazing projectors that have started their own businesses, you know, have figured out how to be efficient and make their, you know, need for rest balance with their ability to create something amazing. And it's, you can totally do that. It doesn't mean that you can't bring things into the world if you're a projector. And basically the way that you do this is it's all about following what fascinates you and what it helps when you follow what fascinates you, it starts to help you figure out what your thing is that you see differently from other people. And as you're doing this learning, this wouldn't count as work. <laughs> this is just you really following what's really interesting you and learning more about it. And you kind of start to develop this skill. So maybe the skill is learning all about human design. Maybe the skill is know, like uh, something to do with numbers. Maybe the skill is cooking. Like, and instead of, you know, if your skill is cooking, you realize you love cooking. You make all these delicious things. You, you see the way the ingredients can work together in this totally different way. You, you know, whatever it may be, how you can have the healthiest combination of things and have them taste delicious. Like you're, you're just bringing your projector, like being able to see things in this way that nobody else can energy into what you're doing but you're not going to be like, hi, I brought my cookies, like here, have some, because that's kind of, that's not waiting to be invited. But if instead you're like, you know what, I'm going to create an Instagram account and I'm going to share about, you know, all of these delicious things that I'm making, or I'm going to bring cookies to work and I'm going to just leave a note in the kitchen that says free cookies. If anyone wants to try, it's like you, you're basically, you're, you are building something and you're sharing it, you're sharing your interests, you're sharing what you love with the people in your life, but you're not forcing it upon them in any way. It's very like, I love this thing. And that's that kind of thing. If you're interested, no, not, I mean, not even if you're interested, literally, I love this thing and just talking about it. And then someone might be like, wow, you really love cooking. Can I taste something that you've made? And like, that is your, that is your invitation. You're being recognized and you're being invited. And the thing to also keep in mind with this is there is an energy to the invitation too. So, you know, sometimes people might like silly example, when I was talking to a client about this, she was like, oh, someone asked me how I was doing. And I just gave this very, like, very her answer that was very honest, but he was like, okay, because he like, didn't actually care how she is or what's going on with her. He just wanted her to say, it's, everything's good. How are you? So even though he gave her an invitation to share, it didn't, it wasn't energetically there. So really understanding that as well, like really, really understanding as much as you can, which you can, because you're a projector. So you know <laughs> what the energy is behind that. So really knowing that it's not at all this passive thing where you're just like waiting for somebody to be like asking you for advice, because again, the way you see things and, and that is that wisdom is so much of the value that you have to share, but it's really about figuring out what fascinates you, figuring out what your thing is, because you do have a thing. And then that can be sharing the, the love and the passion that you have for that. 
you're just going to naturally be magnetizing people and getting those invitations when you approach it from that place, as opposed to from a forcing place. So I hope that that makes sense. So basically the active way that you are, you are waiting for the invitation as your strategy, but the active way that you're doing it is you're just being okay. Like what fascinates me on any given day, because you know, that, when you pour your energy into something that is such a huge part of your magnetism. So really making sure that you are being authentic and following your gut of like what you really feel is like that rabbit hole that you want to dive into. And when it comes to self themes and not self themes, the not self theme for a projector is bitterness. So that feeling of people don't appreciate me. They don't recognize me. Everyone has it easier than me. All of those kinds of feelings, which, you know, I'm sure really resonate and obviously make sense with when you feel like you have all this knowledge to share and it's no, it's got nowhere to land because people aren't recognizing you. So the best thing you can do here is to really recognize yourself. And I think that's why it can be so important to find out that you're a projector to understand the way that you, the value that you really have to share, but that people need to be ready for it. It's not that what you have to share isn't good. It's that other people need to be ready. They need to, they need to be in a place where they can recognize you. And the problem is not you in that sense. So the way that you can do that, instead of having this desperate energy of like, I need to be recognized, which often is the more natural thing for us to feel is starting by recognizing yourself. And, you know, the best ways that you can do that again is recognizing your energy. So not forcing yourself to burn out and overworking all of that kind of stuff, really dialing into that. What does that two to four hours look like for you? And then learning about the things that fascinate you, following your fascinations and sharing the things that you love with other people. And, you know, it's not an overnight thing for you to find like your thing that's perfect for you, but it's like every day, just like, what fascinates me? What do I want to read about? What do I want to watch a documentary about? What do I want to talk about? Like, and just allowing that to happen naturally and everything will, again, it's like, this is all intended for it to all come together. So, and your self theme is success. And basically what this means is that things just feel easy. They feel flowy. It feels like you're being recognized. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean financial success, which I mean, everyone is meant for too, and will hopefully come at some point when you're really living in alignment, but it is that feeling of like that recognition and that flowy ease form of success is what feels really good. And then finally reflectors. So this is the 1% and I hope I do it justice because it can feel a little hard to explain a reflector but they are so amazing. If you are a reflector, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. I'm so curious how these, you know, learning about your human design as a reflector really can land with you. And I apologize for this beeping outside. If you can hear it, it's, they're doing construction, but hopefully it'll end soon. So a reflector, their aura is resistant and sampling. And basically this aura is, is able to feel the auras of others, mirror it and literally put it on for size and try it. So basically a, a reflector, what makes you a reflector is that all of your energy centers or, you know, that body graph chakra system looking thing, they're all open. So basically it means that your aura is, is very open in a sense, but the 
the intention of the way that you're supposed to operate is you are supposed to really feel everyone around you and you're mirroring and reflecting back what is happening in your environment. So it can sound really confusing, but it's like, in some ways you're everything because you're reflecting and you're feeling and you're empathically taking in the generator, the manifesting generator, the manifestor projector. You're feeling you know, the different ways that their energy lights up in your own body. And you can have a discernment for how it feels, if it feels good for you and if it doesn't. And this is kind of where that's, that sampling aura comes in because it's like, based on your environment and the people that you are around, you are really empathically feeling the things about them. And it can feel like it's you in that moment, but it's really important to understand that it's not. So it's it's basically like waking up every day and being like, who am I going to be today? And understanding that it's going to be impacted by everyone that you are around personality, like person-wise and environment-wise, and that your, your value, I mean, your, I mean, you have so much value, but your the purpose in being a reflector in this lifetime is experiencing everything. Like, like you walk into a room and you can really feel it all. You can mirror it all. You feel it in your body. Like it's this empathic feeling of all of these different types of people And it can give you an understanding of like, I really like the way this feels. This feels really good. This feels really healthy. Or I don't love this so much. And, you know, we talked about conditioning and the way that we can take on different things. And and there's so many layers to that. But we take in conditioning from our open centers as well. So as a reflector, you would assume since they have so their entire chart is open, that they would be taking on a ton of conditioning. But actually, that's where the resistant part comes in. So their aura is resistant and sampling. So Nat, you're naturally opening yourself up to this sampling part, to this taking people into this feeling them. But your energy naturally has this resistance built in. So you don't have to worry about it. Your energy will naturally protect yourself from things that aren't healthy for you. And you will be able to learn your discernment and kind of then move into environments and with people that feel really healthy for you. So it's really, really important to be spending time alone where you can really kind of clear out and get in touch with what is truly you. And, and for reflectors, again, this can feel really hard because as I've said, it's like you're everything and you're nothing. And you feel like, like, what do I connect to? There's so much conditioning in our society. We're supposed to be the same. We are supposed to be consistent. You're supposed to know who you are. And that's not necessarily true for various parts of our charts, but especially as a reflector, you are meant to be a different person every day. And that is the way your energy is supposed to function. And that your, your self theme is surprise. It's basically waking up every day, like a practice for you can be, who am I going to be today? I'm excited to figure it out and learn how it feels for me to be in this setting around these people. And then you can kind of build your life in a way where you are feeling really good based on what you're reflecting. So the not self theme here is disappointment because sometimes you can end up then feeling attached to a certain way of being like, let's say you had a really great day and you kind of almost start to be like, oh, this is me. And you connect with thinking you can have these traits consistently when really we need to be 
taking things in and experiencing them and enjoying them, but without attachment, without judgment and letting it go. So it can be, it can be really challenging. And if you're feeling like you like, okay, (laughs) I thought this was supposed to like, tell me who I am to some extent, that would again, be like the first indicator that you like, it's such a reflector concept to be like, I want to know who I am because I feel like I don't. And that is kind of that first amount of permission of like, you're not meant to like a lot of who you are is, you know, this, this spiritual being who chose to be a reflector for a reason to have this human experience where you feel it all, like all of it without attachment, but you learn what is healthy. You learn what works for you and, and you allow yourself to just move through this life flowing in, in surprise, which is your self theme of, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to be surprised and I'm going to learn from it. And I can take that learning to help guide me in the future. So it can be really hard too, because your strategy is to wait for a 28 day cycle, which I know I'm sure sounds very challenging. And and the reason for this is because all the other types are actually solar beings. They're based on the sun and the transits of the sun and all these different things. But as a reflector, you're a lunar being. So you are really deeply connected to the moon. So as, as the moon kind of goes through all these cycles, you'll be experiencing all of these different things in relation to the moon. So you will find that in a 28 day cycle, you're feeling different each day, depending on where the moon is, in addition to depending on the people that you're around and the environment that you're in. So if you do feel like you want some form of consistency, it can be really helpful to track, you know, within the 28 day cycles on the third day of the month, I've noticed this. And on the fifth, I noticed that. And on the 12th, I noticed that. And it can help you kind of lean into what's happening with the moon but also understanding that so much of it is going to be about the people and the environments you're in. And that's why it's so important, A, to make sure that you give yourself time alone at the end of every day to really just come back to who you are, which is here to experience it all. And if you're feeling like you really wanna understand some more solid things, there are parts of your chart that are solid. You have gifts that you always have. So all of your gates, understanding what your gates are, your personality profile. So the the numbers in your chart, like I'm a three, five, you know, you might be a one, three or four, six, you know, those are things that are consistent for you. So, you know, getting, diving deeper into your chart for a reflector, especially can be really, really helpful. But I mean, the biggest thing is really understanding that throughout that 28 day cycle, things are going to feel very different for you each day and really just leaning into that. So when it comes to responding, you know, technically it's waiting for this 28 day cycle. And that's also your authority. So that's definitely, you should definitely been using that when you're waiting, when you're making a really big decision, because you will feel different every day and allowing yourself to be whoever you're going to be that day and following the flow of what feels natural for you in that day without attachment. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, and again, if you are a reflector, I would love, love to hear from you, but just keeping in mind that you are, you're here to be everything and nothing. And that just every day being open to the surprise of 
who will I be today and not feeling attached to being any one thing and not at all judging yourself for that being the way that you operate because that is the way you're meant to be here. And that is your biggest gift because you have so much wisdom because you empathically take in all the things around you and you can really see in an environment and in other people who is healthy, who is authentic, what is going well. And that is really what you show us as a society is, is mirroring and reflecting back, like, how are we doing? And like, how can we be better? So, you know, that is just a huge part to share. And, and reflectors, again, obviously they're totally open. So they don't have that defined sacral center and that consistent energy, but they can really magnify the energy from the people around them. So again, it's like, you can feel like a manifesting generator when you're around a manifesting generator, and you can feel like a projector when you're around a projector. But at the end of the day, taking some time to be just you, to really, you know, try envision just leaving everything else behind. And again, if you are a reflector, would love to chat with you. We could talk about some practices and things to really clear out, to come back to this like empty vessel that has these gifts, that has this personality that is you, that is your soul, but that is here to experience everything. So that was a long one. I'm probably so tired of listening to my voice, but those are the five energy types. And again, there's like even more to share, but there's so much more. So your strategy really just being such a huge, huge part of what helps you navigate through, through this lifetime and through like really living in alignment. So in a couple of weeks, I will be sharing about authority. So that's kind of like the step two, super, super important to understand about your human design. So I would say, really, I challenge you to take the next couple of weeks to practice using your strategy. So if you are a manifester, you are informing, if you are a generator or a manifesting, well, if you're a generator, you're responding. If you're a manifesting generator, you're responding and also informing. Projector, you are waiting for the invitation, but really what that means is you are fascinating on, you are spending time on what fascinates you and you are sharing the things that you love and that you're interested in and you are allowing space for somebody to recognize you and invite you. And as a reflector, you are really just waking up every day and saying, who am I today? And understanding that every day you are going to be different based on what is happening in your environment, what is happening with the lunar cycle, and just truly embracing that and embracing your your 28-day cycle. So thank you for being here. If you want to dig deeper into human design, please reach out. And I'm on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. And of course, I have offerings for um, sessions. I'm offering um, single sessions where we can go into the foundational parts of your chart, you know, your purpose, your, obviously we went into a lot of your, um, your energy type today. We go even deeper with strategies there. We talk about your authority. We talk about your gates, your channels, your purpose, your energy centers. I mean, everything. And it's so, so helpful. And that's only 122. So I'm so excited to be having that offer for people. So I'll link up to that in the show notes as well. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for being here and I will see you on the next one. Bye.